content in this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. It contains coarse language and subject matter not suitable for underage audiences. All people who appear in this podcast under the influence are at least 21 years of age or older. Also know that we do not condone, endorse, or encourage violating any laws, including regarding the consumption of controlled illicit substances as defined by local or state laws. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, it's Patrick, and I am so sorry it has been so long since we have done this. Um, I'm trying to um, develop ideas and content so I can deliver the best product possible, and unfortunately that has resulted in a now three-week hiatus, which ends today. If tired and cranky were personality traits, I would possess both. Uh, I went back to work today after an 11-day vacation, and that was horrible. I I took 11 days off because I needed it. I I took those days off in January. I requested those days in January. And I was literally counting down the days from April 1st on to when I left. Um, While I was on vacation, um, I need to acknowledge this. Not that anybody... Um, not that most of the people listening um, know who I'm talking about, but I'm still going to say it. Um, while I was on vacation, I unfortunately have to acknowledge the fact that a dear family friend uh, passed away. Um, he, I knew him for almost 20 years. Um, just, just a terrific guy. Um, and he was one of the first people outside of my immediate family actually outside my family completely um to encourage my comedy and my joke writing and he was just an all-around uh terrific guy so wherever you are right now guy um i hope i hope you are at peace yes um, uh, our friend's name was guy yes so this episode coming at you today is um, a little different, slightly different format than usual. Um, only uh, two guests this time around, um, and we go into discussing various phobias, um, both ones that we have and ones that we find very interesting or even peculiar. And um, we have a newcomer in this episode, and uh, I'm very excited to uh, welcome her aboard. Um, she hopefully will be joining us um, numerous times throughout the podcast. And I also need to throw another shout out to Diamond, who has been on this podcast many, many times, who's been with us since the beginning. She has relocated to Colorado, so she will no longer be appearing on Cottonmouth. But we wish her um, all the best, um, all the love, because uh, she went across the country looking for love, and, and and we wish her all the best. And I hope uh, everything works out well for her. So in this episode, uh, again, we talk about phobias, and it's it's not a super long one, um, but I think uh, I think we have a really deep conversation, and I certainly had a great time recording it, and I hope you have a great time listening to it. Pop in some headphones and enjoy episode eight of Cottonmouth. Have you ever been the only penis in a room? Guess what? <laughs> it's happened to me, and it's happening right now. <laughs> Welcome back to Cottonmouth. Uh, today, I am joined only by two guests. Uh, one is a usual suspect, and one is a newcomer. Um, uh, joining me today is Cassie. Peace. And Mackenzie. Hi. Mackenzie is our newcomer. Mackenzie is also uh, my younger brother's girlfriend. And uh, she is joining us today graciously to talk about uh, various phobias, because... We, we, we possess many of them. I don't know how funny this episode's going to be, but we're going to try it anyway. Um, Cassie wants to um, start the um, start the show uh, by taking the microphone okay. and uh, telling us about her phobias. I have two. The first one is lepidopterophobia, which is a fear of butterflies and moths. I hate them. They are disgusting, and they terrify me. I Once when I was working at a laundromat, 
a moth flew inside, and I locked myself in the bathroom with the room to the cash register open, and I screamed, and I stayed in there until a customer killed a moth. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> and we saw a moth the other night. Yes, we did, and it was horrifying. It was like four or five inches long. That's right, and uh, and I had forgotten my water in the car, and I had already gotten my shoes and my pants off, so I was just sitting there in my underwear. <laughs> and um, and you said you would have gone out to get it for me, but not... If the moth flew off the ceiling of the apartment, I would have passed away. I would have died right there. <laughs> Long story short, I did not have any water that night. That was horrifying. And, and it was like a big, ugly, brown, stripy moth, too. Like, it wasn't even one of those ones that people are like, like are like, oh my god, moths are so pretty, I love them. Like, it was like a disgusting... Yeah, it it was like a big, big moth. And it was so hairy. Why do they have fur? I mean, you probably saw it much larger than it actually was, because you're so afraid of them, but that... But the moth, in reality, was about the size of a Kennedy half dollar. I was, still no, way it too, was not. It still was way really too big huge. for a moth, though. It was, like, literally like this big. It was not a Kennedy half dollar. I was literally hiding behind the apartment door going, Patrick, look at it. Look at it. Don't let it in. Look at it. Don't don't open the door too much because, bruh, it was huge. So you were essentially just um, the town of Bikini Bottom in that one SpongeBob yeah. episode. Yeah, when they're rid of the, the butterfly. butterfly. Yeah, when they're burning down the town. That's literally me. Yeah, right. That's literally just me. Just got to get rid of the whole town at that when point. When Wormy becomes the butterfly. Yes. Right. Yes. Just burn the whole house down at that point, no? I would have. Get the pets and children out. Nope. Nope. Burn <laughs> the fucker. Honestly, I'll just set me on fire in the house. <laughs> I have to go. It's my time. You've already been traumatized enough. I don't believe in killing bugs like when they're outside, as I said to you the other day, because they're doing their own thing. They live there. A wasp landed right? on my windshield. So I and turned, then so I he turned went on my to wipers. Turn on the like it just landed on the windshield on the outside. You have no reason to kill it. He's just living his life. He could have a family. But you don't... I feel a little bit of joy inside my heart every time I hit a moth with the car. Oh, if one flies right into the light. Oh my god! <laughs> every time I'm like, oh, you got it. Yeah, you have turned to me several times. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I'm killing so many moths right now. I love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like driving, going, go back to hell where you belong. <laughs> I hate them so much. Can somebody What's look your, up uh, the signs for uh, sociopath behavior? <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's your second the phobia? The second one is mesophobia, which is the fear of getting lost. It's a fear of corn. She it's hates the Labyrinth movie. I actually love Labyrinth. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. Um, but I'm terrified of getting lost. Like, whenever we are using a GPS and, like, the cell phone signal goes out, I don't, I don't like that. I'm terrified of being lost. I can't drive in places I don't know because I'm afraid of getting lost. Um, I don't like random little walks through the woods, especially living here in upstate New York because you don't know who else is enjoying little random walks through the Mm. woods. So, (laughs) no thank you. Interesting. That is very interesting. So you're definitely not a map person. No, I am a map person. No, I, I, know, I, know. I need I, to have a map. I mean, like, I mean like unfold paper map kind of person. Yeah. I will have that as a backup to my GPS. You can read a map? I will sure as shit try before <laughs> I'll start traveling around without one. I'm not going to just go off of my instincts. Fuck that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you and know how to use a compass? <laughs> I would learn yeah. before I would just go off. Oh, yeah? Tracking. How would you learn? Would you look it up on your phone? North is up. <laughs> up? Yeah, up. Like... Like oh. up in the sky? Oh my god. <laughs> Just up. And hell is south. And hell, and hell must be south. But we don't know where south is without the compass. <laughs> okay, this is going to be an interesting one. All right, um, keeping with cottonmouth tradition, guests always go first. Mackenzie, you go next. Okay, so Patrick, I might need a little assistance with the pronunciation since sure. I kind of butchered it last time. The. Uh, Trypanophobia. I would guess it would be like trypanophobia. Trypan- that sounds a little better. Yeah, trypanophobia. Try whatever. You know that one. Um, it's a fear of needles. Um, not in the sense of like when you're a kid and you go to the doctor's office and you have to get a shot and you're scared. It's like 
full-blown can't look at it will pass out type of phobia and now Ooh, I just I'm another one Sorry. a really big horror fan and I can watch you know slashers take victim after victim in any way possible other than something piercing into skin if somebody is getting any form of shot or uh, any sort of sharp object being inserted very slowly into skin not for me can't watch it I have to look away how are you with blood um in movies perfectly fine in real life keep it away I I can't handle it now do you faint at the sight of blood uh, no, but I do get pretty lightheaded when there's large amounts. Um, I've been around a large amount of blood one time when a family friend was um, actually giving birth to one of her children, and I had to leave the entire hospital, not just the room. I had to go outside because I thought <laughs> I was going to die just from seeing it. Because um, there are people who faint at the sight of blood. That's called blood injection phobia. It's actually the only phobia that Wait, lowers. Wait, is that hemophobia? I think that's just the fear of blood. But there's like an injection. Yes. Okay. There's blood injection phobia, and and what makes blood phobias so unique is that they're the only phobias that lower your blood pressure instead of raising it. That's why you pass out. Okay, you don't get, well, yeah, you don't get anxious, you get, yeah, that's so strange. Just like in speaking of cotton mouth, uh, cannabis is the only depressant that, that raises, raises your heart rate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pretty that's interesting. You learn something new every day. <laughs> All right, what's your other one, Kent? My other one is, I think, a little more interesting and uh, definitely not something that I, I'm going to assume a, a lot of people don't have this. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce it again. Uh, globophobia. It's a fear of balloons. Now, I have no problem with clowns. It's nothing associated with that. I that. have no problem with seeing balloons on TV or anything like that. I just can't be around them. Specifically, latex balloons. Because I am so afraid of the popping. I can't do well with loud noises anyway. And especially when you're around a bunch of little kids who are running around playing with balloons there is bound to be at least one that is going to pop and you're not not gonna know when it's gonna happen i would say after knowing you as a person that i definitely think you have just in general a fear of loud noise oh absolutely i don't know what it's called but but the thing with balloons is the fact that i have a fear of loud noises but you never really know when loud noises are gonna happen in most circumstances they just kind of end up happening unless Mm -hmm. you put yourself in a position where there's plenty of loud noises, you know what I'm saying? But with uh, balloons, it's a sense of, if I walk into a room and I see a lot of latex balloons, I know that there's a very high chance of loud so noises happening in that So should we build room. you a balloon arch for your birthday? <laughs> I would, like, all social medias, blocked. You know, just, <laughs> that would be it. Couldn't do it. Not so. All right. But you said that I thought of another one. You thought of a third one? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So um, another one that I thought of is um, a personal fear for me. It's called pedophobia, and it's a fear of dolls. Oh. I like that. I like that. I can absolutely get behind that one. That um, I forgot about it because I just. I don't have anything like that in my house. Right. And I don't encounter it anymore because I hate them so much. I used to have a ventriloquist dummy you hated. Yes. Thank you. Little for Charlie reminding McCarthy. Me of that. That's it? probably still somewhere in our house because I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's probably stuffed in the den somewhere and while we're dig- and while we're dejunking okay. later on, she's gonna find it and be like, Patrick! You need to get rid of it! I I think you may have stuffed it in the closet somewhere, or maybe that was in the old house, but I hate that thing. It's so floppy, and its eyes are, like, dead. It's so lifelike, oh yet lifeless. God. And it's, it's like, its arms are, like, sewed on, and it's just, like, mm. like this, like, mm, like, I can't, I hate it. So what yeah. you're saying is that one day when you guys are working, I have to come into your house and find it and place it on your bed. Only if you want me popping balloons in your ears while you're mm. asleep. Okay, maybe we won't And then there's this other that. one that is not really a personal fear of mine, but sort of going into the doll phobia is it's called auto automatonophobia which is a fear of humanoid figures okay mm. yes i could definitely say so that like i a mannequin i or... have that or have experienced that in some sense of the word mm-hmm. like um 
like that YouTube video, I feel fantastic. Oh, yeah, I hate that video. And any channel or any or any video on the Shea St. John channel. I don't know if I hate that video because it's a humanoid figure or if I hate that video because of the robotic voice and the robotic movement. Right. I don't, I'm not sure why I hate that video so much. Mm -hmm. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with anything that's distorted. Like, yeah. like if it's like mostly normal, but there's like just something not quite right it's just about like it. Slightly off key. Right. Like if you see like a picture of a dog, but they like photoshopped in human teeth. Yeah, I get that. Like that kind of shit is creepy. Like I Maybe find that kind of stuff creepy. Maybe it's because it's like something that's familiar to you, but then it's not. Right. And it's I kind of like so. catching you off guard. You were thought you thought it was something that you recognized, and then you see a part of it that you don't. Right. Or you hear a part of it that you don't. It's like finding it's like finding like a mole on the back of your hand you didn't know that you had yeah. or, or on your thigh or something it's like, like that. It's like being like surprised. Right. You know, like you you're you think you're looking at something that you recognize and that's familiar and then all of a sudden like it's different. Yeah. It catches you off guard. It's like you're walking down the road and then or you're driving down the road, all of a sudden the person in front of you makes a sharp left turn. It's like, ah oh, shit Yeah, you know, it, it it startles you. Or like a really mild example like when you're reading a book but it has the wrong dust cover on it oh uh, yeah you know what I yep. mean? you thought you were reading the book that you read on the title but then you open it up and it's something different yeah or a dvd really <laughs> probably most people watch those instead of you know you put it the wrong dvd in the case <laughs> you know mentioning um the phobia of the like human-like dolls or whatever thing that you just mentioned um, the human figures right it made me think of um this one phobia that i had heard of and i'm not quite sure if i have it but images of it do really bother me it's um sub mechanophobia it's the fear of uh animatronics in water that's so, so strange have yeah and i've seen some images of it and you think it sounds kind of like ridiculous at first and some of the images really really freak me I out see. Yeah. some it's like like older uh animatronics such as like if you went to an amusement park with a water ride and they have like animatronics that are half in half out of water they'll have pictures of them once the ride's been like kind of torn down and it is the scariest thing that I It's think like I got the head of a shark but like everything else is like wires yeah, and, and shit. Yeah, and when you yeah. just see it like in the water for some reason because I think the reason they bother me so much is because I have some form of um oh, I'm trying so hard to pronounce these right. Uh thalassophobia. Yep. Mm -hmm. I That's love fear the, the ocean. I like the ocean I when think, I can touch. I think most people have some mm -hmm. that to some degree because right. I definitely do. I love the ocean. I love going to the beach. Mm -hmm. I love looking at it. But then when I see those pictures of the ocean and there's like scary shit under mm -hmm. the water, I'm like, you know what? I'm really like, glad. Like I, I don't have fear. To look at this anymore. I fear burning to death. Like crazy. Is like, there a fear? Is there an actual name? An actual that, phobia I'm not sure that? if there's a name for that. I didn't look that up. Let's look it up. But I, I have a serious fear of burning to death. But as much as my fear of burning to, to death exists, I would rather burn to death than be dropped into the ocean. In a minute. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's probably quicker it's probably more painless mm -hmm. you know you might even get swallowed by a shark but like just that whole idea fear scares the alive. fuck out of me okay. yeah fear of burning alive an abnormal and persistent fear of being oh oh this is buried alive i'm sorry never mind buried I'm burned, you know. <laughs> well Bar the fear of uh, well, being see, buried alive is called taphophobia See, I have a fear of being buried. Well, not not necessarily buried alive, but uh, but I have said time and time again, like when I die, I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated because I hate the thought of uh, being that claustrophobic so, for the until mm, the end of time. Like, put me in a clear urn. Thank you. Right. <laughs> pyrophobia is the fear of fire. I don't have right. a fear of fire. And I definitely don't have a fear of fire. Thanatophobia is the fear of dying. So. Hmm. Some probably sort of mix some of those yeah. yeah but see the thing is i don't know if there really is a phobia for burning to death because it is something tangible that can actually fucking hurt you yeah because isn't the right. whole point of Shouldn't a phobia be being afraid a of being that? Yeah. an irrational fear right mm. just like i don't think there's a, a phobia that's of like getting fair, yeah. slashed yeah. by a murderer because like that could that's happen not right. that's it's not an irrational fear scared of right yeah, yeah. Being mo scared of moths is also yeah. not an irrational fear. Just so you guys know. No, it is an irrational No, fear. it's fucking not because they're terrifying, okay? I can't even look at pictures of them. What are they, they going to do? Flap their wings? The yes, in my face and get their little nasty dust sprinkled all over me. I hate them. 
I hate them. Their their antennas look like feathers. What like what's happening? They feather antennas, furry heads, mm-hmm. dusky wings. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. See, the thing about the fear of um like being in the ocean or in a body a large body of water and things is that like the thing with me is it's I'm not necessarily scared of the ocean. I've lived in Florida for five years. I went to the ocean all the time. I love being in the ocean. I don't like not seeing my feet. I'm fine in like pools because I can see my feet. Even if I'm playing, like, a good example is if I'm playing Minecraft and I have to go through water, I will not. I will put my, I will put my feet up on my chair if my character is in water. I have no idea why I'm just so intensely afraid of something grabbing my feet in mm-hmm. water that, like, I can't swim at night in a pool if it doesn't have one of those, like, pool lights. I can't be submerged in water where my feet aren't shown even if I'm, like, playing a game because I think something's going to grab my feet. Interesting. It's, yeah, oh, it makes absolutely zero sense. But tell us about yours. Mine are plentiful. Um, I have a very irrational fear of spiders, arachnophobia. but not phobia. I don't even know if I'd call it arachnophobia per se, because it's not even all spiders I'm afraid of. Like, okay, yeah, it's just the hairy ones. Like, right? uh, like I'm terrified of tarantulas. It doesn't matter if they're big, small. It doesn't matter if they're venomous or not venomous. It doesn't matter if they're well, hurt me or not. Look it up and see if there's a separate term. Is there, in fact, another um, uh, name for separate name for? Not that I can see, just arachnophobia. Just arachnophobia. Okay, that's interesting. I think there's got to be like branches of each phobia. You yeah. know, like it even if says, it says it's a fight of the spiders. The best and only treatment for fear of spiders or arachnophobia involves therapy, regular talk therapy, group therapy, exposure therapy, or go fuck yourself. Therapy. Exposure therapy is one of the most common... Exposure therapy is specifically designed for people who have phobias or otherwise Mm -hmm. debilitated by fear. I think it's the best way to start being unafraid of something, you know? Like, if if you're not exposed to the thing you're afraid of, how are you ever going to be okay in that experience? Patrick, I think you should finish telling us about your phobias, and then we should... Talk about all the weirder ones. Absolutely. Like, no, that's the, that was absolutely of, my goal for this episode. Fear of peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. Yes, I think I've heard of that. one of my favorites. I've heard of Sorry. that being a phobia. An- another phobia I have is is heights. And, and not in the sense, like, I don't like being up high. Because, like, I can, I can be on, like, a roller coaster. I fear, like, being on roofs. I feel like being on ladders because mm-hmm. I'm in control of the, of the so situation. So you're afraid of being up high without being um, attached to a safety. You're not secure. Right, right. And I, and I don't know if that can even be classified as a fear of heights or just a lack of trust in myself. Mm. Or maybe it's just that you're afraid of falling. I'm terrified of falling. But I can, but, but, but I can ride a roller coaster. Like, no Right, problem. but you know that you're secure. Right. And that the odds of you getting hurt on an amusement ride are far less than... Like, I would go skydiving. I would absolutely go skydiving if it was a tandem jump. Like, if I wasn't the one pulling the cord. Like, I could do that. But I couldn't just skydive myself. So you just don't trust yourself to be able to save yourself from falling. I don't trust myself to to be able to save my own life, no. Not at all. I don't know if that has a name, but that that is definitely a big fear of mine being up high and in control which is strange because i have a really bad control problem in other aspects of life like if right. i'm not driving i'm scared to death like i have to be in control in almost every situation except for when i'm up high that is very strange do you have any more i used to have a fear of public speaking that obviously doesn't apply anymore um mm. between doing stand-up and uh and doing this podcast, mm-hmm. it's definitely gotten me out of my shell a lot more. I mean, I still definitely have an element of social phobia. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely still have a fear of, like, being judged by others. Well, I so. mean, that's a good example of exposure therapy. You right. know, like, doing your stand-up, doing mm-hmm. the podcast. It, mm-hmm. you're Putting yourself towards, in front of all those people right. to be judged. You're forcing yourself to face your fears. That's fair. That is a good point. Yeah. So we'll just go buy a tarantula and, you know, you can make <laughs> friends. And... I will punt that little fucker <laughs> way down the street. I will turn that little shit into a hockey puck. I'm not even afraid of most bugs. It's just, like, the flying ones. And you know what's weird? Even birds kind of freak me out from mm. time to time. When they get too close, 
That's a no for me. I also have a problem with scorpions, which is weird because I can cook lobster, which is basically like a big ass scorpion. Scorpion of the sea. Right. <laughs> like I like I, I'm not afraid of lobsters. Like like I've pet lobsters. I've cooked them alive. I've I, I've killed them. I've done everything with lobsters. But also, scorpions are poisonous, and lobsters are not. Well, scorpions are venomous. Not all of them are going to kill you. But lobsters aren't. Are. Right, no. They'll pinch you and then it'll hurt and that's it. Oh, that, uh, that hurts like a son of a bitch. I mean, I know, but... So, now that we've kind of covered ourselves, we've kind of gone over all the things that make us squirm. Um, we're up to about 21 minutes now total. Um, I guess now what we can do is we can break down some of the weirder phobias. Some like of the ones that, one? like, Like, oh, come on, who has that? Well, there are quite a few of them like that. And we're going to get into them now. Arachibutrophobia? Maybe. I don't fucking know. It's the fear <laughs> of peanut butter on the roof of your mouth. Fear of peanut butter on the roof of your mouth? I love that. I, I don't know who's afraid of that. Um, I'm so sorry for you, if that's you. It does kind of give you the feeling um, like you're going to choke. That's though. what I believe it's about. It's um, either having a fear of sticky things or choking. It can kind of branch mm. from that. Which I can understand in the sense of, I don't think it would be something I'd have a phobia of, but, I mean, if you had enough, it might be scary if you think that you're not going to be able to breathe because of it. This one's not really weird, but anoclophobia is the fear of crowds. So that is is closely related to agoraphobia. Right, because agoraphobia literally translates to fear of the marketplace. Or oclophobia is a fear of mob-like crowds. I'm not sure what the difference is. Crowds are just a lot of people. Mob crowds or mobs are people doing the same thing. Mm. Or similar things. Hmm. Um, an interesting one I just found is uh, panophobia, which luckily for me isn't the fear of pansexual people. Fear of pants. Crying pants. I was thinking maybe, you know. But, uh, no, it's the fear of everything. Yes. It's that you're afraid, most likely, that there is an unknown evil or something that can reach you, and you're just afraid of everything. You know where I heard that the first time? Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, when, um, um, okay. when Charlie was having a hard time, um, um, because it was Christmas time coming up, and you know how he always goes to Lucy for therapy? Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, uh... Um, uh, maybe you have pan- pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? Oh, yes, I remember <laughs> What's that? that? The fear of everything. That's it! <laughs> <laughs> what about this one? Phonophobia. It's the fear of sound. Oh, oh my. The fear of The fear of all sound. The fear sounds? of sound. That's what it says, man. The fear of sound. Noise-canceling headphones must be a blessing. Honestly, can you imagine, like, someone comes into your room and you're like, and they're like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And you're like, oh my god, stop! <laughs> <laughs> Right, exactly. Wow, god damn, like somebody sneezes and you like you're sent into a panic. And you're like, like, I can't imagine somebody wanting to go deaf, but like that would be like the only solace for that poor bastard. Yeah. Oh, and on the other way of that, like what about those people this isn't a phobia, but what about those people that like have that condition where they can hear what's going on in their body? Oh like you can hear your blood moving. Oh yeah. What is that called? I don't know, but Do you know there's um it made me think of it. There's a room. Like, that's probably where phonophobia stems mm. from. It probably comes from... Someone uh, who had that condition. It also reminds me of... Uh, this isn't a phobia, but it is a condition nonetheless. It's mesophonia. It's like this... It's it's this hatred of aggravating sounds. Like, a lot for a lot of people, it's like chewing, oh, chewing or yeah. clearing your throat or mm-hmm. any kind of, like, weird... A lot of people hate that. Kind of noise. That's why uh, some people to get <laughs> angry over babies crying have that yeah. phobia. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like that high pitch or that but, squeal um, or that kind of noise. There, There's this room. Um, I'm not exactly sure where. I don't know a lot of information about it. But um, it when you're in it, it is so silent that you can hear, like, your blood flowing oh, yeah. and everything. It's and, like, like being in a sensory deprivation so tank. Yeah, and I believe that uh, the longest somebody's been in, I don't think... I can't remember, but I know at least, like, somebody hasn't been able to make it past, like, an hour or mm-hmm. after a certain time because you start like, to drive yourself mad. So imagine having... There's an actual medical condition right, where you that's can imagine having the that. systems in your body working. Oh, my God. That's crazy. This one is taphophobia, which is the fear of being buried alive. Not Again, not a super weird fear, but 
probably uncommon. That's definitely one that I have. Yeah. Hearing your own body sounds is superior semicircular canal dehiscence. It's, it's called what now? <laughs> superior semicircular canal dehiscence. Wow. All right. Wow. We have a whole medical like... team standing by. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, I think this one's really interesting. Um, I'm Xanthrophobia. It's the fear of the color yellow. Okay. Um, they're usually afraid of any object that's yellow, such as school buses Big or bird. flowers. <laughs> oh, God, that's got to be the worst thing oh ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> turn, uh... Turn Sesame bananas. Street into a Every horror time you movie. Every go in the grocery store and you look at bananas. Ah, eh, seldom are they ever yellow in the grocery store. That's fair. They're usually pretty green this still. This one is isotrophobia. Isotrophobia, the fear of mirrors, or more specifically, of seeing your own reflection in a mirror. Oh my! Looking in a mirror can cause people with this phobia shame or distress, and can lead to depression, according to a 2014 study. Detailing one 55-year-old woman's 30-year struggle with this phobia. I have that phobia every time I wake up hungover. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, imagine having this one. There's um, optophobia, which is the fear of opening your eyes. Oh, Sweet goodness. Jesus. I um, would be more afraid of them being, being stuck shut. But, I mean, even not even just, like, waking up, which And the must thing be about hard, these but things, you blink. like... The yeah. thing about these things is... These are phobias. Like these aren't just like a mild fear. This is someone, someone's day to day struggle. Right. Phobias right. are very severe. I mean, this is things. them being terrified every time they open their eyes. Like right. to the point that their body is having. It's just that, like I said, like how do you blink? Because every time your eyes are closing, are you afraid to open them again? I wonder you know? if you would even notice it because blinking is an instinct. So yeah, would you even? I think it would have to be something you would have it even to be, be conscious. Of, right. This one is. Ombrophobia, which is the fear of rain. Not super weird, but um, it falls into category researchers term natural environment phobias, which also include hurricanes, lilapsophobia, snow, which is chionophobia, cold, cryophobia, and wind, ancrophobia. People huh. with these phobias may be more likely to have some kind of formal weather-related education, which saddles them with a, quote, greater understanding of the potential dangers associated with severe weather. Huh. Have you done astrophobia? Speak it. Fear of thunder and lightning. Astrophobia? Astrophobia. Astrophobia, fear of thunder and lightning? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Here it is. Phonophobia is an abnormal and unwarranted fear of sound. Wow. According to research from Malaysia. Researchers say these are often normal, everyday sounds that cannot possibly harm a person's hearing or cause pain, like doors closing or loud conversation. Phonophobia sometimes overlaps with a condition called hyperacusis, which is an abnormally strong reaction to sound, mm. stemming from the part of your brain that processes noise. Interesting. Nosophobia? fear of contracting a disease. What, yeah, what is, is it? it? Nosophobia. Nosophobia? N-O-S-O. Nosophobia. Nosophobia, fear of contracting a disease? So could that be like listed under like hypochondria or germaphobe? Maybe, which I have like a weird fear of any time. I don't know if it would necessarily be a phobia, but every time I get like a cut or something, I'm afraid that it's going to get infected and it's going to have to be amputated. I don't know if that's me being a hypochondriac or if I if it's a phobia, but every time I'm like, this gets infected, it's gonna have to get amputated. Right. I think hypochondria. Which is, is more believing that you're sick. Yeah. Right. Whereas this is a fear of, of getting catching sick. it. And right. This is the primary fears are HIV. You know that mm. type of thing. VD cancer i don't know if i'd call that a phobia though because like you should be afraid of hiv you should That's be afraid true. of diseases it's not, it's like not necessarily that. irrational right well they're talking about when it becomes irrational or like you can't hug someone who has aids because right. you think or, you'll get it or right TV right or vd or cancer or like you're walking around like with a mask on and spraying yeah. everyone with lysol so it turns you into oh like okay like much. sheldon cooper okay there's also, um, ephibiphobia, 
I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it. Rockabiphobia? What the fuck? <laughs> Ephobiphobia, I believe. It's the fear of adolescence. Ooh, that... The fear of being an adolescent no, like, or the fear of adolescence? It's because you're... A, it, a lot of times it's because the people are afraid of out-of-control and dangerous teenagers. Okay, I get that. Like, I feel like 16-year-olds should not be driving. 15-year-olds are the meanest that. people in the world. Even John Mulaney said <laughs> it's that. It's true, it's true, it's true. But it's just, imagine, like, no, you, I'm, you see a group of, like, 8th like, graders getting off like, the school bus and you have to run away. You like, guys know the song Teenagers by My Chemical Romance? Mm, no. These teenagers yeah. scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> like that's literally that. I love that. that you develop once living at your apartment complex. What's that? It's called anatidophobia. Fear of ducks. A fear oh, of ducks. but they're so sweet. I love ducks, cute. but they are kind of evil. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, ducks are evil. Like, if you fuck evil. with their babies or something, like, get too close to them. Well, I mean, then again, if, some, if some random stranger came up to your baby, No, I'm saying, like, if you just get too close to them. It's geese that scare and, the fuck out of me. geese are terrifying, too. Oh, geese it's, scare the fuck out of me. Not, like, to, like, a phobia level, but they scare the fuck out of me. Because I brought the garbage out the other day. Broad fucking daylight outside. And, and, there, and there was two geese and a baby just kind of chilling on the grass, like, near my door. And, like, I... I literally made eye contact with him. I'm like, I'm just bringing out my trash. I'm just bringing out my trash. Not fucking with you, baby. Not fucking with you, baby. <laughs> and 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 long story short, they didn't fuck with me. Here's another one: numerophobia, which fear is numbers? a fear of numbers. Though not in the sense that a person believes giant ones or zeros are hiding under the bed. Whoever oh, wrote this article is fuck. Whoever asshole. wrote this article. <laughs> Although with recent all the recent hand wringing about technology, maybe they should. This guy's an asshole. Who fucking wrote this article? Instead, numerophobia usually pops up as a fear of doing math or dealing with numbers. There's some evidence that numerophobic doctors may ignore new evidence-based best practices because of their aversion to numbers oh. and statistics. Maybe you shouldn't be a doctor. Yeah, yeah seriously. Here's, here's one for the feminist crowd. <laughs> Androphobia. Fear of men. Fear of men, yeah. Fear of adult men. Yeah, I definitely have that. That must and I'm sure most adult women do. And and you you said it's androphobia. You know, like androgen. Or or like misandry. Yeah. This one kind of it connects a little bit in the sense that it can be caused by um, some sort of incident with this type of person. It's um, pognophobia. It's a fear of beards. Um, oh. My relationship would be doomed if I had this. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine also. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here, Cassie, that's good you have them. Apodinophobia. Apod- fear of becoming an amputee. Remember you said you were hmm. afraid of things getting Oh. Yeah. Mm. That's, yeah. Huh. Fear of becoming an amputee. I didn't know that amputee. had a word. Okay. There's this one, which is specifically for our friend Matt, who unfortunately is not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Myrmecophobia. Which is the what? The fear of ants. Yes. He yes, he does. He does have a fear of ants. Is it because in Texas they have fire ants? I'm not sure oh, what it fire is. Answer. I'm not sure if he's so afraid awful. of ants themselves, if he's afraid of ants in numbers. What's like? Hmm. What's the deal? Like, because ants are in colonies and they're huge. Right. You wonder like, if potentially, as a child, he like stepped on an ant hill or something. Oh, yeah. and was attacked. Did he say something about that? I I, I can't, can't remember. You 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 always we're always that high when we're together. So I, exactly, that that's the thing. So like, we never remember our fucking. But I remember him saying he's afraid of ants, and right. Diamond is afraid of caterpillars. Yes, because I also have the caterpillar thing. Well, yeah, because when we were at SPAC to see uh, John Mulaney, we um. Uh, we were waiting for you two in the in, in the bathroom uh, while you were in the porta potties. Matt and I were standing over underneath the tree, and he looks up. He's like, "Whatever you do, when they get out of the bathroom, don't tell Diamond to look up." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "This tree's full of caterpillars." Yikes! Oh, and no. I looked up. I'm, I'm like, so glad "Oh we didn't know shit! That when this we were tree there. is full of caterpillars." <laughs> and I'm there so were a lot glad of them that we didn't know that when we were there because yeah. I tent caterpillars specifically. Right. I just and there's a reason for this phobia. It's not like like. The reason I hate them is because I don't remember what year it was, but back when I was a kid, there was like an epidemic of them where we lived on the mountain and like we couldn't even go outside. Like you would take a step out the door and you would be stepping on them on the porch. 
There was so many. I remember driving down the road with my parents and just hearing them pop under the tires because oh, there was so oh, many. Gosh. I mean, every tree was dead. Everything was destroyed. They had eaten everything. And they were just hanging from the trees. And I'm, I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you, you literally could not go outside without getting them on you, stepping on them, touching them, anything. Think of, think of horror movie because that's literally what it was like. I don't remember, I think maybe it was 2005, 2003, I'm not sure, but it was very early. I moved down here in 2006, so it was before that, and it was horrible. My they God. were literally everywhere. Since Crawling, this... like the trees looked like, the, the, the bark on the trees looked like it was moving, because there were so many crawling. This kind of ties into um, our phobias as well. When I was in college, my creative writing teacher... He um, uh, he was in the army. He was in he was over in Iraq and Afghanistan during Desert Storm, and um, and he said at nighttime, um, uh, the desert got really cold, but the blacktop on the road stayed warm. So all the tarantulas would come out of the ground and mm. lay on the road. And so he said driving the Humvee down the road at night, it sounded like you were making popcorn because you were just That's running them all over. That's what it was like with the caterpillars. Like, pop 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 I pop, mean, pop 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 pop. And one time their their Humvee uh, died in the <gasps> middle of the road. Oh, and there's caterpillars. I mean, tarantulas everywhere. Yeah, and one guy in their convoy was like deathly afraid of spiders. He would be flamethrower time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be one of my biggest fears. Like, Absolutely. Such, you know? Absolutely. I I don't think you could get any worse than that because you have that stranded aspect, mm -hmm. you know, um, and and you have the spiders, and now you got the spiders on you because you're warm. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah. No. How about this one? <laughs> Aerophobia is the fear of fresh air or the movement of air, such as drafts or breezes. Along with the fear of water, fear of air is one common symptom of rabies. Blowing or fanning air on a person with rabies can trigger, trigger muscle spasms, an intense startling reaction. No shit. That is really interesting. Which means Michael Scott was right in the office when he said, people with rabies have a fear of water. Huh. No kidding. That's hysterical. It's not often the right one time things, where Michael Scott was right about something. Yeah, right? I mean, he did have to hit Meredith with his car to find that out, but... Oh, come on. It was just a little crack in her pelvis. <laughs> little crack. Little crack. You know, I wonder if potentially uh, Adam and Eve might have had something of this sense. It's a uh, vestophobia. It's a fear of clothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and it's usually with specific garments, like um, former soldiers developing a fear of military clothing, but it says you can also just have a fear of all clothing, and I don't know how you'd manage to live in the public eye unless nudist. you lived on a, a nudist colony. You'd have to live in some sort of nudist colony. Mm -hmm. This one is called alectorophobia, which is the fear of chickens or hens. I kind of get that. <laughs> yeah. Chickens a, have a I'm pecking a order, being the they're cannibalistic, and they fucking fly. I didn't being, know chickens could fly until last summer. I did not know chickens could fly. related to dinosaurs, their closest living relative. Like, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, fuck that. Um, uh, it's, it's the turkey vulture that's closely <laughs> related to dinosaurs. There's probably a thousand of them running around at our apartment complex at all times. It looks like they're wearing, like, those, like, those, like, like hostage hoodies and oh, and oh my god they're they're horrifying and they're lazy little shits too because like if if they're sitting in the road and you drive toward them it's like fucker you can fly they'll like hop off the road so, so using their wings like this says a bird would one 2016 study tells the story of an 18 year old woman who had a frightening encounter with a hen when she was a child later whenever she saw a hen or chicken she worried about being pecked or attacked. She even started experiencing intense anxiety when dining out and seeing dishes that contained chicken. So oh, wow. she can't even... That's really she's interesting. She's actually afraid of chicken in its cooked form. Really? That's... Wow. wow. I can't imagine. I love chicken. Did, um, <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that clip? I, I can't remember if it was on Dr. Phil or not. That poor woman who was afraid of olives... Oh, I feel oh, like it's I not know funny though. I mean, I mean, I mean, as much as the, as much as the urges to laugh, Speaking like of Dr. that Phil, poor did woman. Did y'all see the one of the woman who was convinced that she was married to Tyler Perry? Yes. And oh my God, that stupid delusional bitch. <laughs> he was. She was convinced that he like snuck into her room and took her egg from her while she was sleeping, and it's they like, had a baby together. It's like you crazy bitch. Do you know how hard it is to take an egg out of a person? Why do you think Tyler Tyler Perry wants you? Like yeah. what? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, what? that's right. And she wasn't like an exceptionally attractive woman. I mean, she wasn't like an unattractive woman, and, but like, like she wasn't Dr. like exceptionally Phil was like, "Why do you attractive. think this?" And she was like, "I'm just keeping on faith." All right, Girl. okay. There's a difference between faith and delusion. Yeah. Like for real. You know, you, you can have faith that there's a god, but you can't have faith that Tyler Perry snuck into your bedroom, took your eggs, and and impregnated you later on, or impregnated another woman with your and his child. You. you that's not faith. Anyways, let's get back to the talk. Okay. All right. How about uh, this one exp- would explain a lot. Sure. Uh, bibliophobia. Bibliophobia? Is that a fear of books? Yes, it is. I also have one related right here. Amathophobia um, is a fear of dust. Maybe not surprisingly, research has found it occasionally shows up among librarians. Oh. People who are constantly around dust-covered old books. Interesting. Ooh. Man. You know, this one um, goes out to uh, any uh, Zodiac fans. Uh, if anyone's a fellow Libra, uh, there's decidophobia. It's a fear of making decisions. Um, yeah, I guess you just... It seems to be impossible for someone uh, with decidophobia to make any form of decision as they do not trust their own opinions. This one's going to make everyone laugh. Um, this phobia is extremely hard to pronounce. I'm probably going to butcher it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's hippopotomonstrosoquipedaliophobia. It's a very long word. And what does that describe? The fear of long words. Whoever whoever founded oh, no, that, whoever whoever that. was the first person to name that is an asshole, the and I love them even so says, much. Whoever coined the name of this phobia has a sick sense of humor. Yeah. Seriously. It's usually used in the context of patients with dyslexia who may struggle with unusually long words. Right. So that's so that's a really fucked up way of, uh, of wording it. They, they should have named it like, Gah! or something like that. Like, <laughs> you Here know? you go. Globophobia is the fear of balloons. You said that one. Right. After being sensitized in childhood by exploding balloons, patients tend to avoid proximity to balloons. Researchers say these patients often run into trouble when they have kids and encounter balloons at other children's birthday parties. Interesting. There's actually a fear of ugliness. There's a fear of <laughs> ugliness? Yeah, I have that. How do you pronounce it? Cacophobia. Cacophobia? Yeah, C-A-C-O. Cacophobia. Cacophobia, yeah. Phobophobia. Phobophobia. The, is the fear of fear itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's well, also, yeah, researchers describe um, uh, The fear of ugliness really should have been anxiety. called fuglophobia. Yeah. Fuglophobia. Oh, my God. Here's your, uh, is it bats? No, not bats. You like bats. I like bats, yeah, but I do bats. not like them flying at my face. I hate bats because they are just overgrown balls. No, bats are cute. Flying they're like rats. little, they're, they're like little rats. kitty cats with wings. No, they're like rats They're like little rats. kitties with wings. They're so cute. <laughs> and they mostly <laughs> eat fruit. <laughs> what? Bats eat fruit and bugs, and I hate bugs. Do you have any others on that list? Here's zoophobia, which is the fear of all animals. Yeah. Um, fear of colors. I think this would be a parent's Emetophobia, which is the fear of vomiting. Ugh. I think this would be a parent's worst nightmare. Uh, Lachinophobia. It's the fear of vegetables. Ugh. Imagine your child having that, you know? <laughs> I don't think uh, here comes the air. Kids already do. work, you know? <laughs> A lot of kids already do. This is a nomophobia, the fear of being without a smartphone. Nomo smartphone. Coprophobia. What's that? Coprophobia. Oh, the fear of poop. Oh, you already knew that one? Yeah. How about this one? Urophobia, the fear of urinating. (laughs) For those with bladder control issues, the fear can stem from concern over having an accident in public. Some people also experience this fear when peeing around others, commonly known as, quote, stage fright, which some experts consider a specific subcategory of social anxiety. Huh. I couldn't, I couldn't pee in public. There's lutrophobia, which is a fear of otters. Oh, well, okay, but I get that they're because... They're so sweet No, looking. they're Look cute. Thing. They're they, cute, yeah. but they're mean. <laughs> Do you know that some male otters will take um, other otters' babies hostage? Oh, yeah, they're absolutely horrible they are creatures in terrible. nature, but I mean, like, look at the little face. They're cute, but they are so nasty. This That's one a is... good idea for another episode, adorable animals that can fucking kill you. Yeah, we should do that. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay, this one is somnophobia, the fear of initiating sleep. 
Fear of initiating sleep? Somnophobia. Somnophobia. Some people experience sleep paralysis as they drift off, basically not being able to move, even though they're still partly awake, and this can lead to somnophobia. Huh. That makes sense. What is that? Domatophobia. Domatophobia? Fear of houses. Fear of houses. Huh. No what shit. Wanna, what, do you want to live under a rock? Like, <laughs> like Patrick? It, uh, well, it starts, with, it starts with, like, domain, so yeah. it makes yeah. sense. But it's like, imagine having that and being agoraphobic. Oh my god. <laughs> You'd bury yourself or something. <laughs> Ranidophobia is the fear of frogs. Oh, they couldn't come up with something better than driving phobia. There's turophobia, <laughs> which is the fear of cheese. Ranidophobia is a fear of frogs, not to be confused with buffonophobia, which is a fear of toads. Huh. So they have separate ones. Interesting. And metophobia. Oh. What's that? What do you think it is? E-M-E. Metophobia. Metophobia? Oh, that's the fear of vomiting, right? Yes, it is. Um, this is another one that I think uh, one day Cassie and I might have a problem with if we were to have this. Um, Penthrophobia. Fear of mother-in-laws. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, surely I Ooh. guess uh, we better hope uh, we don't have this, you know? <laughs> For some people, though, that is a worthy fear. That is a worthy yeah. fear, yes. Yeah. For some people. There's monster-in-laws, you know? You and Dad kind of lucked out, though. Like, you got along pretty good with his mom overall, and he got along later in life with your mom. This is a thasagoraphobia, which is the fear of forgetting or being forgotten. There's actually a fear of work. Yes. A fear of work. I have that. There's an ergophobia. But it's also a surgeon's fear of operating. Interesting. Oh, maybe so don't you don't go into. Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm not that's sure. Not field for you. <laughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Um, it's either kybophobia or sibophobia. It starts with a C. Is the fear of food. Well, and while that sounds a little ridiculous at first, one study found that this fear developed when a patient experienced painful muscle spasms after eating or swallowing. Oh my. You said cyberphobia? Yeah. yeah. Is that I, how I you pronounce it? it? Cyberphobia? Yeah, I think. And then there's also, it's also uh, cytophobia, S-I-T-O-phobia. What's that? Uh, it, they have it in the same thing, but they said it's synonymous with anorexia nervosa, but I don't wow. know that that's Interesting. true. You know, I don't know that I'd see them as the same. As of right now, we're at 47 minutes. Do you want to keep going? Um, let's we'll see this one. Erythophobia? Erythrophobia is the fear You're of rich. blushing. Oh, yeah. Blushing can become a stubborn and incapacitating symptom that often severely restricts the patient's social life. I think this is a good intangible thing. Which one? Uratophobia. Uratophobia? Uratophobia. Uratophobia, okay. It's an aversion to female genitals. Ha! It's an aversion to female That's genitals? That's what the Supreme Court has. <laughs> that was fun. God damn it, I, t- I said I wouldn't I wouldn't let this be controversial. You can cut that out if you'd like. It's all right. Frigophobia. Frigophobia? All right, one more. What is it? The fear of becoming too cold. That's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just saw that one, too. That's, That's funny. Fun. All right. Well, I think, we, um, I think we got into a lot of good ones uh, this week. I think this was a lot of fun. I think we uh, learned a lot, too. Um, so until next time, I have been Patrick. Cassie. Mackenzie. And chiming in on the side has been my mom, Shirley. Round of applause for her. <laughs> and it's their birthday. Happy birthday, Patrick and Shirley. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. See you next time.